Hola, le. Aliva la lasa. Yeah. I was just doing a Conan impersonation for myself there, folks. How you doing, folks? It is a lovely Sunday. It looks gorgeous outside, but this is coming out in a while because I'm going to be on vacation when we would normally record this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, um, but I'm very excited to be here with my sexy friend, Tim Farr. Tim? Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good. Do you feel uncomfortable with this voice? No, not at all. I do, so I'm going to stop doing it immediately. <laughs> it's hard to make me uncomfortable. Uh, I've done it before. Well, when you grab my inner thigh. Yeah. yeah, and massage it gently while you pray. And that's more of I'm ticklish there. Oh, yeah. Uh, my wife has learned how ticklish I am. Mm. The problem is, like, okay, if I take an edible, when there's movement around my face, I just get super jumpy with that. Mm. So she likes to, I think, just do that at late at night while we're in bed. Just, you know, whip her hair right into my face. And that is too much for me at those moments of oh, my life. That's funny. It's not to me. <laughs> yeah, my inner thigh and my butt is ticklish. Your Just, butt's ticklish? Yeah. What part? Your b-hole? No. Oh, I didn't know. What? The cheeks. The cheeks are the ticklish? Che- yeah, they are. The more you know about me and my... Yeah. <laughs> wow, you got a ticklish butt. Yeah, I do. I feel like so- that's something like a first grader would yell as an insult. You got a ticklish butt. And it's true. <laughs> Tim Farr? Oh, I'm crying now. Oh, yeah. First grade was rough. Yeah, I'm sorry, It man. was. Yeah? Well, I was homeschooled, so it was for me, too. Just in a different, lonely way. That was the last time I peed my pants, was in the first grade. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know when the last... I don't remember the last time I peed my pants. Maybe I should just... I, I don't think I could pee my pants now. No. No, I just don't think I have that in me. Yeah, I don't I don't think so, either. I think I would just die. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just die. Immediately. Yeah, like my bladder would just blow up. I'd die. Okay. I was like, well, I just could have peed my pants, but no, I physically can't. I would just, at that point, I would probably just whip it out and go. So, okay, I remember driving home from college, and I just didn't want to stop. And I remember I was drinking a Sobe. Mm. Yeah, I remember Sobeys. Mm. Those were good. I liked it. It was probably terrible for me, but at that time, I thought they were great. Uh, but I'm driving down Highway 44 probably around Sullivan and I just remember like I'm not stopping so I just I had finished off the Sobe and I peed and drove at the same time Hmm. that takes I'm sorry folks that's difficult that takes talent yeah and I know after talking to my therapist I have talent and that's one of them well good good for you thank you (laughs) it's that and I don't know what my other talent is I forgot but that's one of them that's for sure peeing in a bottle yeah man well, you, you got to start somewhere. I do. How are you doing, man? Uh, I've already answered this question. You did today, but, you know. No, earlier in the podcast, I did. I'm great. Good. What's going on? <laughs> That's what I mean, though. How? What's going on in your uh, life? I, again, just working all the time and uh, yeah. making all the cheddar. Making the all cheese. that cheddar. Are you planning how you're going to, you know, where it's all going to go? Uh, most of it right now is going towards debt. What about Bitcoin? You gonna get some Bitcoin? I already have some Dogecoin. What about some NFTs? No, no, no. no I'm not into NFTs. I did burn myself in the stupidest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Just tell it. I gotta hear this. So you see the mark on my hand right there? Yeah, it says six six six. Yep. Um, the mark of the beast. It's kind of weird that I burned myself and it came out at six six six, but you know, Same. whatever. Yeah. Um. So I have a single serve coffee maker. You put coffee grounds in there and it makes a cup of coffee. Cute. Right. Uh, so I usually make two cups in the morning, uh, one for breakfast and one to go with me to work. So, uh, and I do it right after each other, obviously. Why not? You know, you dump the grounds out and you put new grounds in and you make your second cup. Well, as I was dumping out the first grounds, it got on my hand, and I go, huh, ah, ah, and now it blistered, and that's my story of how I burned myself. I will say, that's not as dumb as what I did about, oh, a month ago. I was making dinner, mm-hmm. and I pulled something out of, I can't remember what I was cooking, but I, I pulled something out of uh, the oven, a hot pan that had been in there for a good 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and I put that like on the, uh, on the stove, and then I realized, oh, wait, I need to use the stove. I had taken my glove off and just grabbed with my hand yep. that pan. And I was like, well, 
you just won dum dum of the day, Caleb. See, that to me is more rational than dumping hot grounds on your hand. Uh, as someone who, like hot, yeah, grounds. but you're not awake when you're doing it. That's guess. first thing in the morning. Who gets I, burned by hot grounds? I'm sure that okay. Anyone that works in a coffee shop, I'm sure I did at some point. Because hmm. I mean, I got burned all the time working there. At, I worked at two different coffee shops. One was Starbucks. Yeah. The other one was called uh, White Rhino, which was ran by a crazy person. So <laughs> sounds like white supremacy. <laughs> white Rhino? Yeah. There's white rhinos out there. I know. It just sounds like white supremacy. That's fine. Well, it was in Dallas, so it wouldn't surprise yeah. me down there. Uh, it's a they have a there's there's a place I think called White Settlement Good. down there, and another one Good. called uh, Trophy Club. Good. Yeah, those are some uh, Dallas uh, area towns. Long live the South. Uh, it's dead, so whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a direction, so I guess in that way it lives. It does. Um, what? But whatever. Hmm. Besides that. They can all go for themselves. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, okay. Well, glad that 666 is going to heal and it won't mm-hmm. scar into a permanent fixture. If oh. you had that tattooed, oh, the ladies would love it. Would they? Uh, Maybe some Satanists. Hmm. Have you tried dating Satanists? No. No, I haven't. No? No. Maybe try. You never know. Yeah. You might just get a good story. Or a great guest on the podcast. So, you're a Satanist. <laughs> yeah. Talk about I would love to talk with a Satanist. I think it'd be very entertaining. Well, because you have the Satanic Church, which aren't really uh, Satanic. Yeah, they're more humanist. Yeah. Yeah. Humanist atheist. Yeah. Yeah. They could be agnostic in a way, but it's more about the humanistic uh, uh, caricatures that they, for, they and, follow. And pushing against really stupid Christians and the matter of the law. Yeah. I think uh, it was at, uh, Malachi Black. A uh, wrestler in AEW is a Satanist in that regard, if I'm not mistaken. I do believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very into the occult and yeah. stuff like that. I'd love for him to have a feud with Sting. <laughs> that would just be... Uh, I think maybe Tony Khan's like, we're not going to put you two together anytime soon. Although I don't think from my interactions with Sting, which have been two, Ooh. and from everything I've heard about the man, he would not be the type to like push anything on anyone. Especially like... He understands people have their way and just, you know, let them learn and just be there mm-hmm. as an example. He seems like he's doing it the right way. But 100%. Uh, yeah, good good dude sting. Everyone, I don't, not too many people have a negative word to say about him. So. No, other than his early days where he was struggling with pills and yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you can't, I feel like you can't talk crap about that. That's someone that's dealing with addiction in right. a terrible work, life balance sort of way. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I don't want to get onto the guy for his struggles. But anyways, moving on. We're talking about wrestling. You know that's going to happen on this show. 100%. It's just going to happen. I'm sorry. I will not talk about WrestleMania because... Well, you just did. No, I, I won't mention it anymore because, you yeah, fuck Vince, Vince McMahon. As a, he's a terrible human and doesn't deserve our time. Moving on. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, as you're listening to this, I have just gotten back from Colorado I'm very excited to see the Garden of the Gods, Pike's Peak. Um, I think we're going to go check out some some of the restaurants in Denver. It's supposed to be great. Good. So I'm looking forward to that. Spending time with my brother. It'll be a good time for sure. I've seen Garden of the Gods. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you think? It's cool. Yeah? A little overrated? Eh. No, it's just ah. It's just rocks. Okay. Tall rocks. Are they pretty? Yeah. All right. Well, that's... I mean, especially like... uh, the Rockies are all just real pretty. Nice. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Just I've never been a mountains person. I've always been drawn more towards like the water. So get me near a beach or something historical. Well, and food. All right. There's lots of things I like, folks. But anyways, those the mountains haven't been really a draw to me ever. I'm sure maybe a visit out to Denver could change my mind. Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. Are you are you more of a mountains or water guy? Yeah. Mountains. mountains. Get you the mountains. Let you, let you drive old. Uh, Bessie through the what's your car's name I forgot Sally Sally sorry mm. I don't know why I said Bessie I'm offended well I understand I would be too with the love of my life if you called Kate you know uh, 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 Martha I'd be like no that's incorrect it's that Kate. is incorrect sir yeah, you were at the wedding you did the uh, the the ceremony you should know better <laughs> I didn't do the ceremony for you in your car anyways I'm married to my car I think so anyway. I was gonna say it. Well, that's who do you take care of the best? Uh, I her. plead the fifth. Her, her. You take care of her. The best. Uh, I plead the fifth. Uh, you, no. I, folks, hmm? he can plead the fifth. But as the prosecution, I would like for it to show he takes care 
of Sally the Best. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Of course. Mm. And hey, guess what? Uh, we got that on record, and it's going to be known now by the FBI and CIA. We all know this. Yeah, it's true. Corey's got you now. Uh, but uh, so anyways, I'm excited for that. Work is fine. Uh, life is okay. We're just trying to, you know, one day at a time. That's, that's our mantra. Time. That's our yep. every day. All right. Get through this day. Next day. I have full blinders on, and I'm not paying attention to anything other than going to work tomorrow. Yeah, but you know about, like, Will Smith and Who? stuff. Yeah. What? Will Smith. Well, okay, this is like two weeks from now, so who knows by then? Maybe he's made a career resurgence by then. Who's Will Smith? He was a uh, actor who did a <laughs> D-bag thing, and also if you read his book, you realize, well, he's just kind of a D-bag. Mm. So who has issues with women, for sure. Well, you know, don't we all? Yeah, probably. But we also have issues with men. His issues with women seem very deep-seated, though. Mm. Very. Like, he, the way he kind of talks about trying to control people mm. uh, and the women in his life mm. is very disturbing. Mm. I got to give a shout-out, though, to his daughter, who she was, like, sick of him controlling her life. Mm. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. He's like, yes, you will. She's, he's, she's like, well, guess what? I'm shaving my head, so I really can't do I whip my hair back and forth now, can I? And she did it. It's like, bro, that's kind of smart. You got to give it up to like a teenager to be like, oh, I have this hit song. I don't want to do it right now. I'm shaving my head. It's like, all right, now you're going to listen. Considering his son is kind of crazy, but like, that's fine. Well, I mean, got to put a lot of the blame on Pops there. Mm-hmm. He tried to emancipate himself from his parents after, uh, <laughs> after Earth bombed. Yeah. yeah, so that's who Will Smith is, now that you remember. Got it. Got it, got it. Uh, Tim and I were talking, and we were thinking, like, you know, we've we've been going over comedy a lot recently, which has been fantastic. I really love the comedy series that we've been doing. Lucio Ball, The Pythons. Uh, I think these are all great topics for us to cover, especially because there is so much sad stuff, like what's going on in the Ukraine. Um, you, know, you know, we have our issues in this country as well with polarization and and all of that fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, the world isn't fun. So comedy is that little bit of beacon of light for us. Um, and so I was just trying to think and, and Tim actually brought it up as like, what's funny? And, you know, we all have our things of what's funny to us. And Tim, you actually have an idea of what's not funny to you, <laughs> which I think you should share. Uh, don't shoot Tim for this, folks. He's just opening up and sharing. Do well, not get mad at him. It is a controversial opinion about a certain film. Animal House uh, came out in 1978. And it's kind of the... Uh, I would want to say like the pioneer of coming to age college films. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had seen this later in life. Like how long ago roughly did you see it? Probably my 20s. Okay. Maybe late teens. Oh, but, okay. That's not as late as I thought. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I saw it a year or two ago. Well, my late teens would have been 2000s and in the 2000s, especially the late 90s. You have a whole slew of films, uh, the Jennifer Love Hewitt and Seth Green films that were the coming-of-age comedy Yeah, films. Can't Hardly Wait. That's like a classic example. Yeah, and there's a million of those with Freddie Prince and uh, well, who's the other guy? Um, oh, uh, David Duchovny. No. I think it is. The guy who played Shaggy. David Duchovny. That's not David Duchovny. That's so David Duchovny. It's not. I'm pretty David sure David Duchovny I only... is uh, the guy who was in the X Files. He also ran for Congress. Did he? Yes. <laughs> David Duchovny is a just a an amazing man. Folks. Apparently, he has a very he has... large penis. Does he? Yeah. Apparently. All right. Well, you know, good for the Duke. That's uh, what I'm calling him for now on is the Duke. <laughs> Who played Shaggy? D- David Duchovny. No. Yeah, no, David Duchovny. No, no, Folks, if lower. you don't appreciate the greatness that is that man, uh, I don't understand you. I think you've probably made a wrong turn. I respectfully disagree that Animal House isn't funny. Well, Only- let me get there. I haven't made my point yet. Well, you got on your phone. Well, I'm trying to look up. Who was it? <laughs> It's David Duchovny. Oh, God. (laughs) He was also an SLC punk. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, just go with David Duchovny. It's not David Duchovny. It's the Duke, man. It's not David Duchovny. Yeah, it is. Anyways, there's a whole (laughs) slew of 90s, 2000 films, and I had watched all of these before (laughs) Animal House. (laughs) Caleb's gone. I'm sorry. He's just so mad. (laughs) 
He's so mad. <laughs> Am I? You got pretty mad, like in a funny way. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, and so I watched all these coming age films, and then I see Animal House later, and I'm like, oh, that's like the pioneer, and all these jokes are just have been already done, but they haven't been. So it's that weird brain thing of going. It yeah, I I've seen all of this before, but this is really the first of it. It started a lot of the tropes. You have like the big loser that Belushi was. You have like the nerdy guy that's trying to figure everything out in the new environment. The mm-hmm. guy who's the pro and the cool guy who's been there, and then the jockey uh, sort of bad guys. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. It, I personally enjoy it uh, just for Belushi's performance. I mean, oh, him, Belushi. yeah, him crushing uh, the Jack, you know, Jack Daniels, or what am I? Um, I'm a zit. Did we stop when the Germans bombed Pearl, Pearl Harbor? Harbor? Let him go. He's on a run. Yeah. I think actually my favorite line is, they took the bar, the whole fucking bar. It's so funny to me how like raged he could play, which uh-huh. it was very real with Belushi. Uh, I find it funny, but that's because... I mean, I think I saw it around the same age, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't that... I might have been a year or two older if you're looking late teens. But I saw it and thought, oh, man, I can definitely appreciate what they're trying to do with it. The performances, I think, are good. I, I mean, it's interesting that they wanted to have so many SNL cast members, but mm-hmm. their budget was shoestring, so they could only afford Belushi. <laughs> Well, isn't that Kevin Bacon's first film? Yeah, yeah, that's his first one. They, I mean, they wanted to have Bill Murray and Chevy Chase in there too, cool. uh, but they're like, yeah, we can't afford those guys. So, uh, plus, pretty sure uh, Belushi and Murray wouldn't want Chevy Chase in a movie at that point, so they didn't want those issues. The, in case you didn't know, uh, Bill Murray punched Chevy Chase when he came back to SNL after he left and called him medium talent, which I think is a really good specific put down of just be like, mm, medium talent is what he called him. It's like, not bad. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Is I bad. love Bill Murray. I do too. I think he, wouldn't it be funny if he was like on an episode of Hot Ones? Hmm. Although, no, he's old. That might hurt him. I don't want to hurt the man. Yeah. So he's up there. We should get, oh, they should get David Duchovny on there. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, maybe they could. He hasn't been in anything in a while. He could be just on there. That's all. Well, usually they're on there promoting something. Yeah, there's Gordon Ramsay. They just throw it on. I just want it for me. That's all. What's your obsession with David Duchovny? It's just a fun name to say, I think. Is it? Yeah, I just said it. So, yeah, it is to me. So, it's kind of like humor. Some things are funny to you and some aren't. Some things are fun and some aren't. And that's just fun for me to say. It's opinions. I don't get it. An opinion is something <laughs> that people have, and it is their personal choice. I don't believe you. All right. Well, David Duchovny was was in <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Uh, uh, one movie, I'm trying to think of one that's like n- not funny to me that is funny to everyone else. I think the thing, though, is I'm able to th- put things in perspective and be like, oh, like, I didn't laugh my ass off watching Ghostbusters, but I really appreciate everything that it was. At this point, Bill Murray. He really cracks me up, you know, playing the piano. Like, oh, they hate that. It's like, oh, it's wonderful. It's Bill Murray being awesome. Yeah. Um, but I didn't laugh my butt off, but I still know it's a funny movie. Um, I, I guess I have a tougher time with, like, certain stand-ups. Stand-up? Yeah. Stand-up mm. to me is, first of all, I think it's the most difficult performance art only to pro wrestling because you have to be a master storyteller mm-hmm. you have to control an audience you have to know your stuff works no matter what you do up there and nowadays you have to make sure it fits in a like a, a little more sensitive a way more sensitive time yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. like comparing it like it's probably the most sensitive time since like the 60s like the early 60s i feel like just the way the culture is at this point mm-hmm. for good or bad that's just how i feel like it is so, like, it seems like a lot of stand-ups now, it, it seems like they're trying to be like Dave Chappelle, where Chappelle can be very serious mm-hmm. and incredibly interesting. And then he'll put the punchline out there and you laugh your butt off because it's freaking Dave Chappelle. So many people think a lot of stand-ups I'm seeing are trying to be more serious. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to 
hurt people's feelings, but there's just some stand-ups who aren't even David trying to be funny. Yeah, well, first of all, how dare you call him not funny? That man is a treasure. I'm, I'm just saying he's a stand-up comic. Well, I know he is. You don't have to explain that to yeah, me. All right. Gosh. <laughs> Act like I'm not a big Duke I'm not a fan of the Duke. I'm a fan of the Duke. But, like, wait, wasn't John Wayne the Duke? Yes. Well, someone had to take over the mantle. And Did if they? I think of John Wayne... David you think of Duchovny. David Duchovny? Yeah. yeah, he's pretty close. <laughs> the same guy, really. Uh, yeah. The same guy. I mean, more or less. Gosh, imagine that guy in a Western. David Duchovny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. 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 There are certain, though, comedies that do stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it, it's still funny today. Man, but like Blazing Saddles would be very offensive today. So much. Even watching it, it's it's rough because they say the N word every other word. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, hey, Richard Pryor, that's that was his writing style. Mm-hmm. He, that was his comedy there through and through. It was to put the ugliest thing out there, put a light on it, and you can laugh at it, you can turn it off, but we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that I th- I really appreciate that about it. And if you think about the way the West was, you could be a black man and live out there, but you were still going to experience some hardcore racism. 100%. Not the same as you would in like the slave South, but you still could. So it is pretty historically accurate when you hear the sheriff is an N-word and they say it. It's like, yep, that probably would have been said and probably still would be said in some parts of this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it fits. But I guess that's the best part of comedy... I, I feel like there's certain tropes that I always love when it punches up mm-hmm. when me. And what I mean by that folks is you don't want to punch down in comedy, like going after the little person. Like if you're like a rich elitist and you are making fun of the poor and the homeless, I would like to spit in your mouth immediately because you're a piece of trash. Uh, but if it's like someone in the lower class making fun of you know the rich elites that live on long island that's gonna be pretty funny because you realize oh yeah they have everything that's punching up Mm -hmm. so i always enjoy that and at the same time exposing truths like you see with a dave Chappelle, like you see uh john mulaney is even very good uh talking about like his issues that Uh, he's dealt with the master of course george carlin I always thought you were going to say David Duchovny there. But yes, Carlin. Yeah, Carlin is good, great with that. Uh, yeah, He's the originator. Mm-hmm. I feel like Carlin was definitely, well, eh, Pryor did it too. Did Carlin come before Pryor? Uh, they were about the same time, so yeah. I'm not quite for sure. I mean, they both were definitely masters. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I do uh, <laughs> I love Carlin's bit on the differences between football and baseball. I don't know that bit. In, uh, in baseball, you get to go home. In oh, football, yeah. it's a manly fight to the end zone where everyone has their specific plays that they must do or their specific role. It's just talking about how militaristic football is and how beautiful baseball is. We play in a park. In football, you play in a field, a gridiron. It's like, yeah, it's a lovely, lovely uh, uh, juxtaposition that they have with that. Um, but Pryor, I think, was fantastic. He would even do that with himself. Pryor had a very bad drug problem and talked mm. about like he one time lit himself on fire smoking crack. Yep. And what does he do? And then almost his next uh, special, I think it was his next special, lights a match and goes, what's this? Richard Pryor running down the street on fire. Just made fun <laughs> of himself. Brilliant. That is shining the light on the ugly stuff and then kind of working through it therapeutically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I more draw into like dry humor, the deadpan the sarcasm. Hence Bill Murray. Yeah. Just that deadpan delivery. Oh, I just eat it up. It's so tasty to me. Like who? Well, Bill Murray, I can't like give you names because it's like John Cleese. We just talked about him is very good at that deadpan, but also he goes from like zero to a thousand, which if you listen to this podcast, I do a lot. Um, and I have a lot of that deadpan. Um, just that kind of dry wit I'm always partial to. Um, I can't give you direct names because I'm blinking. But No, that's fine. I mean, I think you would probably, I mean, I know that you enjoy, um, like, Jason Bateman, I think mm-hmm. is the ultimate 
dry humored person. Yeah, Arrested Development. There's a lot of dry humor. Uh, in well, there. he's he has to be that for all of those other crazy characters that are in there. You mm-hmm. know, Job and uh, Tobias and everyone else. He's he is the thing that everyone else revolves around, sort of, in order to have that bit of grounding. Um, or, or the straight man, where the you know the person is being absolutely serious, but still kind of you know, let the goof be the goof and have a one liner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of Airplane. Le- Leslie Nelson. That's a movie that I've seen, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, that movie just because it's so dry, yeah, and so just deadpan. Oh, Leslie Nielsen was fantastic at that for sure. So, I I guess I didn't jump on to like Naked Guns. Never really got me. Oh my gosh, too much. But I know their value. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing about me is I can recognize it's probably my shortcoming. This has value. It's great. Do I get it? Nope. Sorry, I don't. But <laughs> I do know that it's valuable, and it's probably just my shortcoming missing the mark on a lot of this. I don't know. Uh, I like. I appreciate slapstick, and I think you're more of a slapstick goof. Um, not quite. I would say I probably enjoy things that make people i'm a bit of a graham chapman where i like things that make people feel uncomfortable mm, uncomfortable humor yeah. because um maybe i've felt uncomfortable a lot in my life mm. and once i learned to laugh that helped me uh, uh cope a lot with uncomfortable <laughs> stuff uh, i remember this happened recently on a call with my uh entire team so my boss she's awesome her boss she's cool uh and then her, the boss above that is this guy who is good, but man, he will get a little too, um, how do I put it? A little too into himself sometimes and thinks maybe he's a bit bulletproof. I'm the low guy on the totem pole in this entire thing that we're talking about right now. But at one point we had put together this presentation and he was like, uh, this, is, this isn't good. This is really bad. And we're like, okay, why? He's like, it's just dumb. You guys did dumb work. <laughs> And I, I started laughing. He's like, do you find that funny? I go, no, now I just think you're a jerk. And he actually appreciated that. But I said that and I was like, I just think you're a jerk. And I was being honest and uh, kind of said, you know, that really wasn't constructive and doesn't help us. Help us because we work under you and we'll definitely get you what you want. You know that. And he's like, yeah, I appreciate that. He messaged later saying, I shouldn't have said that. And I said, I shouldn't have said that. And I do respect you. So we worked on that. But then my boss, she was like, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that wasn't good. I, go, I know. I'm very sorry, but I didn't like him insulting myself, you, and anyone else because we all did work hard on this. So, right. Uh, so being uncomfortable, actually, you know, oh man, I remember when I was doing improv in Chicago, and uh, you always did like bar prov. Bar prov is sort of like open mics. Mm-hmm. You got to work on your craft somewhere. You got to get stage time to get better. So you'd go to a bar and like they're always looking for something on Monday or Tuesday nights to get a crowd. Now, the crowd, they're not they're not getting a crowd. No. They're getting the improvisers who are all drinking to come in and perform on some little stage. And that works for them. Wednesday nights, then they'll have trivia. Thursdays, they might have like karaoke. But Monday and Tuesday, bar prov, slow nights, sweet. We'll at least have someone. We'll have... 30 improvisers, get some beers, good. Um, But there's a lot of, there's more bad improv than there is good improv. Yes. Oh my God, I love bad improv. (laughs) Oh, it's just so funny. Like when you see people, I'm not saying I'm uh, TJ Jagodowski or Bill Murray or anyone that's fantastic, Tina Fey, I'm not them. But I do know my basics. Mm -hmm. I do know what works in a scene. And I do know what needs to be accomplished in order to have a scene come to a logical conclusion in order to make it okay. Plus, I know how to have fun, too, in a scene. (laughs) But there's some people who just don't get the basics. So they'll just not do anything. They'll just argue the entire time. And you're just sitting there. A lot of people are like, I felt uncomfortable with it. But there was one guy in the back just laughing. That was me laughing. While these two people just said awful shit to each other and then at the end, like, have a bad edit. And they're like, what was that scene about? It's like, well, it might have been about the rich guy who hates this group of people while this other person wants to play Risk. Like, it just didn't work at all. And I'm just sitting in the back going, ha, 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 what you going to do now? Like, just laughing at that. So I think uncomfortable humor just gets me, man. Just, it's beautiful whenever someone just 
doesn't know what they're doing. That can be entertaining. It's like for me watching a really bad film that's supposed to be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, that gets me. I think Paul Rudd said the funniest things to him aren't comedies, but drama that is not good and should and it's it ends up being comedy. Be. Yeah. yeah, it ends up being comedy because it's so bad. One of my favorite, mystery science like mystery science theater is definitely on one of my early childhood things yeah. that I used to watch all the time. I'm actually they're doing a season thirteen. I heard. I kickstarted it, so I'm a backer, and I'm seeing the look um, at you. I know. Um, and I'm seeing the preview of season 13. Really? And it's actually really good. Nice. Okay, yeah. well, that's I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Netzer introduced me to uh, Mystery <sighs> Science Theater. So I... See, I was watching it kind of live uh, on Comedy Central when it was a thing. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I, oh, man. And I think the thing with me, too, is... We weren't allowed growing up to watch too many things. Comedy was not allowed. My mom. There'll uh, be no funny. Yeah, it kind of was. No silliness. Silly, silly, silly. End it now. No. <laughs> On to the next sketch. Um, but I think my mom said she was very worried about me as a kid because I just didn't laugh much. I, I was in my own shell and really in a rough place, like around the seventh grade. But then I started watching Comedy Central. And she was mm. like, I remember hearing you laugh. And it had been years since I had heard you laugh. <laughs> and that's like a fact. I mean, I was in a very depressed place. Right. So Comedy Central, I mean, they were showing like old SNLs or something. Might have been some stand-ups I was watching. Actually, I remember I used to watch BET for their stand-ups. Oh. They always had like these stand-ups that were great. I think that's the first time I saw Bill Burr. He was on BET. Bill and, Burr. And he was like, any other white people here? Ah, two in the back. What's up? <laughs> like trying, like playing up the whiteness of it, and it, uh-huh. the crowd loved it. Um, but yeah, like comedy to me for the longest time, I wasn't allowed to even enjoy, mm. which is not a good thing for kids. I no. know that messed me up in a lot of different ways, and then we'll get into that some other day. But like comedy to me though became so important because I do realize how helpful it is for my mental health. Mm-hmm. I don't do improv anymore. Not because I don't love improv and not because I I don't like to perform, but improv theaters have been really bad for my mental health due to several things. And maybe one day we'll unpack that too. But comedy still holds a place in me to where I'm like, I need to laugh. What am I going to find today that'll make me laugh, you know, in some way? Podcasting is doing that, I will say. That's been uh, quite nice, <laughs> Mr. Farr. I, I, you know, once I got off stage from, you know, being a church person. Off stage? Off stage, Tim. <laughs> Sounds weird. It does. Yeah, I don't like it. Like a production of Noise Off, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> uh, what kid had seen Noise Off? Me. I'm uh, aware of the reference. That's all I have, though, is I'm aware of You the haven't reference. seen it? No. Oh, my gosh. It's brilliant. Michael Caine, uh, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve did anything besides Superman. I'm surprised. Dude, he's brilliant in that. Yeah. I uh, think he was a good actor. I just hadn't seen him besides Superman. Uh, so I, I had... Uh, <laughs> my parents gave me free reign over everything. Uh, we had all the movie channels. They would record stuff on tape. The reason why I know no noise off is it was a taped. They taped it on a VG, VHS, and one of my favorite movies of all time is Robin Hood Men in Tights. We're men. We're men in tight tight tights. And noise off was before Men in Tights. So when you reround it too much, I'd see this weird thing of that, and I eventually just would watch it. Yeah, yeah weird. I would say Men in Tights was my uh, introduction to Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. I mean, I was a kid, mm. and I think well, I used to love the Disney cartoon Robin Hood. I don't know if yeah, you've ever seen that's that. a good one. Yeah, fox. where like the foxes. It, Disney was weird like that, where mm-hmm. animals came to life, and it was different. But you know, different. Um, but. Uh, I wanted to see that Robin Hood. And I remember I went to a blockbuster and I wanted to rent it. And my sister's like, it's not like the Disney one. So I might, this was like, I think, yeah, I might've been in like the second or third grade. It came out in 92. Okay. So maybe I was, a, uh, maybe I was like in the third grade. I guess I'll say that. And my, my sister's like, 
I don't care. Just get it. You, dad's not home, so you can watch it. He's out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I watched that. I remember just thinking, oh, this is the funniest movie of all time. <laughs> all time. It's the best movie. Why doesn't anyone else talk about this movie? I still think it's great. I understand in the pantheon of Mel Brooks, maybe not number one, but it's still really it's funny. Up there. It's, it's up there. Uh, I mean, it's tough to get... Uh, Spaceballs is up there. Blazing Saddles, Blazing. Young Frankenstein, History of the World Part One. Those are the tops, to say the least, but um, I I love Men in Tights, personally. Men in Tights. So. Uh, so I had free reign, so I'd watch all the movie channels, so then like Airplane, Men in Tights, um, the Ghostbusters, of course... Just a lot of. Did you like the new Ghostbusters? The Afterlife, uh, the one that well, the the 2016 abysmal failure. Oh, you think you didn't? You hated that one. Yeah, awful. I mean, it did okay at the box office. Awful, awful. Really? I thought it was fine. It was garbage. Mm. Garbage. All right. See, because I'm a sexist asshole. (laughs) 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 Okay, I I will say like parts of the cast I think are amazing. 100. percent Um, I could watch anything Kate McKinnon does and find her hysterical. Yes. Like a Office Christmas Party. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. It's okay. Uh, It's got Jason Bateman. We've talked about him. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just about this Christmas party Mm -hmm. basically, and she plays the HR person, and she is so deadpan Mm -hmm. and funny. So maybe check it out if you want. Yeah. It's not really a Christmas movie, but they will show it at Christmas. Not to make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, early SNL, well, not early SNL, but SNL for sure was always playing oh, in yeah. the house. Uh, well, they the, were always playing. Uh, Comedy Central played um, the the Farley, Mike Myers, Phil Hartman years like crazy. See, I was watching that as it was happening. I'm very jealous of you for that. That's yes. awesome. Like the um, Adam Sandler uh, David Spade, that era of SNL. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, Adam Sandler, Billy Madison, uh, Happy Gilmore, I watched on repeat. And then you get into Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. I watched those on repeat. I'll be honest, it's tough for me to watch Chris Farley movies. Just not because I don't find him funny. I think he is very funny. But knowing what he was dealing with mentally mm. and how I would say comedy didn't help him, it made it worse. In a lot of ways. And <clears throat> the number one, uh, I think, perpetrator of a lot of it was a guy named Del Close, who was the most influential name in, in improv. He's the one that basically got Farley hooked on drugs. Mm. He would talk about all the things him and Belushi did, and Farley would just pretty much sit at his feet and do drugs with Del, and they would talk about that crap. So, And he's still revered in improv circles, which bothers me to no end. And, and I think... Another important thing to remember about comedy is these are human beings. Yes, they are flawed. There is a lot of darkness in in comedians. And it comes from, it's not like they're bad people. A lot of them had to deal with a lot of fucked up stuff. And I relate to that pretty well. And so whenever I see someone like Farley, for them to have made him do the Chippendales dance wasn't good for him. Right. Because all that did was beat into his head. They only think I'm funny because I'm fat. Mm. And how much does that weigh on someone? I think actually Bob Odenkirk just talked about that. He's the one that... Yeah, he... He helped write the Matt Foley character that was so famous of, like, I live in a van down by the river. Farley did that first at uh, Second City in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And Farley was not a writer. He was an amazing performer. But at SNL, you have to be a writer and performer. So he, I think he got permission, from, I'm pretty sure he got permission from Odenkirk to put that on at uh, SNL, and he did it. That's a really fun performance. It's a person down on their luck, trying to do everything they can to get by, and they can talk, talk a kid out of doing drugs, then great. But the Chippendales dance, it's loved, and I get why, because it does make a lot of people laugh, but that's one of those things where you see it and what's making people laugh. Oh, this fat guy that can dance really well. I think that's really tough on someone's psyche to be like, oh, yeah, they only find me funny because I'm fat. And that's so what was going through his head at that point. It, I mean, that's one of the most heartbreaking. It is the most heartbreaking sketch. Anytime I see it, I just shake my head. I'm like, that didn't help him at all. Mm-hmm. That was just bad for him entirely Mm. so sorry to be a downer folks but that's just so how comedy can be it comes from dark places they're trying to deal with it any way they can and that's 
that's a fact. Robin Williams is uh, probably the poster child of that. The oh, darkness. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That poor man. And I mean, I remember exactly where I was when mm. I found out he died. I was on a train coming home uh, in Chicago. Uh, I was, gosh, it was probably three stops from my house or my house condo apartment subterranean apartment it was terrible <laughs> i just made it worse and worse and worse it was bad but um the box on the street more or less it was a bad apartment i remember one time the power went out in the winter i you i think you've told the story oh man it was just a bad place anyways uh but i remember exactly where i was and just being heartbroken mm. oh it's still it's still so sad but it sounds like he was dealing with a lot so, yeah like, physically he was he was going and he was like well I'm, I want control over this. And a mm. lot of comedians, part of the reason they like to do stand-up or improv or act is because making people laugh does give them that control. They're worried that they're going to be attacked by something, you know, either their own inner demons like depression, anxiety, um, other kinds of mental health issues, or it might revert back to, I want to be able to make this parent laugh who... You know, for whatever reason, I need their approval. And by making them laugh, it helps. Oh, I can then make this into my life. And they still haven't dealt with a lot of that trauma. And it's heartbreaking to kind of see that stuff. And mm-hmm. that's why I like laugh at my pain from Kevin Rock, uh, Kevin Rock, Kevin Hart is it's a sad trope of a comedian. But it's so true. Laugh at my pain because that's how I deal with it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. The genie. In Aladdin. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's an early childhood memory. Same here. I remember seeing that in theaters. Me too. And just thinking it was the coolest thing. And my sister, it was my sister Christina and I, we would just quote that constantly. I'm sure she got a kick out of me just being a little parrot and being able to quote things left and right. Little parrot, that reminds me of uh, Gilbert Godfrey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a fun tie-in there. It's uh, Gosh. We're bringing back all the gold times with this, but that's a comedy is one of those things too where it. Uh, Tim's brushing his teeth right now. Mm-hmm. If you heard that, um, I was scratching my mustache with a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. It says David Duchovny toothbrush. <laughs> it's true. I would. I wonder if they have a David uh, Duchovny. They toothbrush. probably do. Well, I'm gonna look for and it. And it's see probably if I can buy it. really phallic. Oh yeah, because he got a big old penis. Yeah, David Duchovny. Or it says X Files tie-in. David or Scooby Doo. I almost put in David Duchovny penis when I wanted to put in David Duchovny toothbrush. Yeah, I would not put in David Duchovny penis. Why? I don't know. Might find a hog. Maybe. Oh, I don't see a David Duchovny toothbrush. Well, that's unfortunate. Let's go shopping. Let's see what's under the shopping. Whoa, they have a David Duchovny shirt. It's just David Duchovny all over Mm. it. That's your birthday present, man. Is it? No. Yeah. What mm. size is what size shirt do you want? Oh, they have a baby onesie with David Duchovny on it. Oh, good. Do you want that? No. All right. I don't have a baby. Let's see. There's Yet. uh hmm? there's a David Duchovny long sleeve tee where it says single taken mentally dating David Duchovny. That's very interesting. Oh man. I think he's the best now. All right. We have our <laughs> Nothing else can compete with that man. Yeah? He's the pinnacle? Yeah. Okay. We've reached the top, and then we found out it was him. Now it's all down. Yeah, it's oh, all... man. That was such a sad, sad place we're in. Oh, no. Uh, Back to comedy. Back to comedy. And now for something completely different. Um, also, I enjoy films that aren't supposed to be funny that are funny. Like what? Oh, the Batman, 89 Batman. Actually a funny film. I th- There's plenty of comedy in it. I just... Man, they miss the idea of Batman. He kills so many people. Eh, it's fine. That's not Batman at all, but it's like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. I, I think it was meant to be somewhat funny because Maybe. it's PG. It is PG. And like they wanted it to be able to appeal to children. 100%. On the VHS version of it, it had a lead-in from Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. I think I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. Yep. I was hoping you were going to talk about like, oh man, I love con- like something that's very funny to me is like, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, a Nicolas what? Cage movie. You know, those are always hysteric, which they can be really. They, I was going to say they can be. I'm not a oh, face off. That's face off. I'm going to take his face, face off. off. 
that is a funny movie, and it's so bad. Just because it's so bad. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's it's a movie. What is John Travolta's thing with his wife? Like, you know, you might have a thing where it's like, oh yeah, we give each other just this oh, long hug and put face, our foreheads together. The face thing. Yeah, yeah, he just puts his dirty hands down her entire face. Like, That's such a weird movie. First of all, if you did that now, I'd spit in your mouth. It's like don't don't run your hand over anyone's face. If I did that to my wife, she'd be like, "What is wrong with you? Your hands are gross." You do know that your wife listens to this, yeah, and she would agree. Like, and and you did mention how when you're eating edibles, you don't like things in your face. Oh no, she's gonna you're, do this. To you're me. doomed. First of all, I don't think so because Kate's really nice, but she won't do that. Oh man, she's gonna do it. Yeah, she's gonna do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but if she does, okay, we have this thing. You need to watch Face Off first. Oh my god! And then (laughs) I would laugh so hard. It's so bad. I'm not Caster Troy. It's so stupid. It's really bad. But if she did that to me, I would be like, I accept this. You can do this once. But if she does it a second time, we have this thing that we do. I I don't want to know. You can just. I'm gonna tell you. Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, do you know the hockey player Brad Marchand? Mm, kind of. Plays for the Boston the Bruins. Bruins. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, his whole thing is he has licked several, like a couple players. And the NHL is like, stop licking people. <laughs> so if she does that to me, I will Brad Marchand her and just lick the side of her face. Okay. Yeah. All right. So she can do it once and I've earned it. I'm sorry, babe. You're right. I should probably. You should probably do that once to me because I can be a b-hole. You know, mm-hmm. you know so just do that once and I deserve it. But you do it a second time. The second time. One of the f- most violating things <laughs> you could do to someone. <laughs> Lick them? No, no, no. You go in for a kiss and you put your mouth around their nose and just blow as hard as you can. <laughs> What's that called? I don't know what it's called. Oh, we got uh, the mic check. Okay. Let's call it the mic check. It is the most violating feeling that you can ever have. Oh, man. That's really funny. Yeah. I hope someone does that to like Donald Trump one day, just because I feel like his reaction would just, he would fall apart. Why, why did you do that to me? I don't know. It just turned into Kennedy all the time. Yeah, that was very Kennedy. It was a very, <laughs> we will not stand for this. We will not allow the communists to mic check us. <laughs> Ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what your mic checking. I'm done. All right, never mind. <laughs> I killed that bit terribly. It was bad. That's yeah, fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of other really bad movies that are really funny as well. My favorite, my favorite bad movie, and I talk about this all the time. Probably not in a long time. Turbulence Three Heavy Metal. Oh my god! First of all, it's a is is there anyone of note in it? Yes. Who? Oh God, I can't think of David Duchovny. No, <laughs> uh, Joe. Joe uh, starts with um, Magliano or whatever. Not the jock guy. Joe Montana. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. has in... him. All right. So uh, the first one was actually like a blockbuster thing. Turbulence. Like it, yeah, it was a, a decently okay. big movie. Second one, not so much. The third one. Oh my God. I will give you the synopsis. Please do. It is a Marilyn Man- Manson-esque uh, rock band. Okay? Okay. They decide to do uh, a concert on a 747. Okay? Broadcasted on the internet. This is circa 2001. Oh, wow. So that would have been like pretty tough to do in 2001. B- before 9-11. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Somehow the satanic church is involved and takes over the plane to then crash it into a church to release Satan. You know what? (laughs) Just by you saying that, it made me realize who's more likely to do something like that. The church of Satan or the church? Probably the church. Yeah. So (laughs) I won't spoil it, but that's the, the, the gist of it. And it's very... 2000s wow. internet. You said like I don't blame Joe Montana for doing that because now that I know like okay he probably did that so he could keep like his SAG benefits or something like that. Maybe. So that's why a lot of actors do like really bad movies. Or uh, you could be like Bruce Willis and be like, listen, I've got this health issue. I have to do as many movies as possible, right? So that I can just keep the insurance and like make enough money. So mm-hmm. I don't blame someone for doing it. 
I blame the studios for making these movies, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. They won't even, they keep, they will run everything into the ground just to make the buck. Well, so I have different genres in my mind of bad movies. There's the bad movie that was actually trying to be a good movie and for whatever reason didn't work. And that to me is... That's fine. That that to I me is it. a good bad. Yes. Then you have the bad films that are just trying to rip off somebody, like Transmorphers. Obviously a bad oh, movie. Oh, I remember watching that with Netzer. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously a bad movie, but designed to be bad and just to rip people off. The, oh, this is the Transformers, but yeah. it's the Transmorphers. Yeah. I, I actually don't mind that because I, I, a lot of that is... SAG actors just trying to keep their benefits. Right, but that's obviously trying to be a bad movie. And then you have the bad movies that are just awful, like Room, uh, Troll 2, <laughs> that kind of, those kind of films. The Force Awakens? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Force Awakens. <laughs> I, I, I think the movies I have a problem with are uh, franchises that have just overstayed their welcome. It's like, we really, like, why are you making Morbius? We don't need another Marvel movie. We don't need this anymore. I mean... Uh, okay, it's they're going to keep cranking Marvel films. Out. Yeah, and they're going to kill it. Like we're not going to be enjoying an Avengers reboot uh, at some point. You you say that, and then like uh, No Way Home is like one of the top sure. movies of all time. Sure, but there's going to be <laughs> diminished returns over time. It's just going to keep doing. That. I, I get it. Like though, I didn't see the other two movies that came out. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So I mean, I saw Batman. I didn't see No Way Home just because at that point we weren't comfortable going to theaters. Mm. Now I think we might feel more comfortable. But I, it's like, well, that's already come out. I just. Might as well just see it. I'm more into TV anyway, so I'm excited for, man, Barry's coming out, which I will say, comedic TV is some of my favorite stuff. Like, Mm. that's the thing that we probably get the, not everyone, I'm speaking out of turn. I know in our house, what gets the most replay? The Office. Uh, Okay, Parks and Rec. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm back on board. Okay, fine. But you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Comedies that... That's what sticks with people where you can rewatch it over and over again and be like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll, my wife loves Friends. I'm okay with it. I'll watch Phoebe do funny stuff. That's the stuff smelly that gets cat. replayed. Smelly cat. That's the, the Ross playing the bagpipes is still the funniest thing I feel like I've ever seen on television. Mm. Um, Barry is a fantastic show. I would tell if you haven't watched it on HBO yet. I have. So, uh, yeah, uh, Soho Hank is one of my favorite characters in the past like 10 years. Cause it's just so ridiculous. A Chechen gangster who is just the sweetest man you've ever met. Uh, yep. Um, I think the new season comes out on my birthday. Oh, the first episode comes out on my birthday. So oh, April 24th. You can buy me presents. Message me. I'll give you personal information to get presents from you or then mow me money. I will take it. I don't care. I am not above getting free stuff from people. We could set up a PO box for the podcast. You can do that, sure. Yeah, that would be great. That's a great idea. And we'll pay a monthly fee and have like one thing. That's up. not okay. I don't want to pay for anything. No, no, no. You have to pay for a pay for I box. like free. I, well, who has an address that we know? That I mean, we can just we give us my parents. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, folks, if you know Tim's parents, send it there and I will get all the free stuff from that. Just write on there, this is for Caleb. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work. Oh, my, God, yeah, it'd be great. My elderly parents will get the joke completely. If there's Christmas stuff in there, they might keep it. So. 100%. Okay, so that's dangerous. You can get me Christmas stuff. Be a little more careful, though, with the packaging on that. Yeah, don't. Just don't. Oh, man, I like Christmas stuff, though. Nope. I do like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. The first one? Yep. Yeah, see, that's one that it overstayed its welcome as a franchise. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, my wife loves them. I'm very sorry, Kate. I will always watch Santa Claus 1 and even 2 with you. 3 is where I drew the line. I'm like, I can't watch this. I don't even remember 3. It's apparently well. like a war with Jack Frost. Oh. Right? Nothing says, like, Yuletide cheer, like Martin Short <laughs> dressed, who's very funny. He's uh, very funny. Dressed as uh, Jack Frost. Fighting Santa Claus. They're apparently going to do like a Disney Plus series. Hmm. Or maybe it's, it might be a Disney Plus you know, mo- movie. We'll see. But Disney Plus puts out pretty good stuff. So I trust it. Yeah. I would check that out. I thought of the three amigos. I saw that as a child. The three 
Amigos. I like Three Amigos. I wonder if I watch it back how much that's aged. Because I know I was, I might have been in middle school when I mm. watched it. So mm. that might be something where I watch now and I'm like, oh, okay, I appreciate it for what it is, but it doesn't hit home. Yeah, maybe. It could be another one of those for me. After that, I just might have to watch Face Off. Oh, my God. I'm becoming obsessed with Face Off, just remembering how stupid it was. There's there's a rash of John Travolta movies in the 90s. Well, that are... And Nick Cage. We got to put him in there, too. Yeah. I mean, well, I was thinking of Broken Arrow with uh, John Travolta and Christian Slater. Yep, that's a bad one. Uh, Snake Eyes is a bad Snake one with Eyes. Nick Cage. That one would probably get... Man, those 90s action movies were brutal. Yeah. I mean, like, I can get behind uh, The Rock. Mm -hmm. That's just a fun movie, but it's got some really stupid stuff in there, too. Yeah. Man, I might want to watch The Rock again. Like Dwayne Rock? I would watch him... Oh, if they did a reboot, what would he be? Yeah. Would would he be Sean Connery, or would he be Mm. Nick Cage? I don't know. I would like for him to be the Sean Connery role. Okay. I think that might be kind of fun for him. It's pretty cool. Uh, he's got a dark and mysterious background. I wonder... Oh, man. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. It's really fun, but I'm wondering how old The Rock is now, because he might be pretty close to Sean Connery's age at that point. Because, mm. I mean, he's, he's now deceased, obviously, but... Sean Connery? Yeah. I thought he was still kicking. No, he passed away very recently. Like, here, I'm going I'm to look that one up. He passed October 31st of 2020. Wow. Oh, all right. Uh, how old is The Rock now? Uh, let's see. Let's look up The Rock's age. The Rock. That's now not the tick. Gosh, I hate predictive text. It can be He so- is 50 or oh, 49. He'll oh. be 50 soon. Yeah, man. I mean, that's pretty close. And The Rock, the movie, came out in 96. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's pretty close to the age of that. He's got a... I feel like The Rock... He can do whatever he wants. But if he were to switch to playing like gilfs, <laughs> grandpas, uh, attractive grandpa, he might be. He might have a really good run with that. Okay, he's fifty. Yeah, he could be a grandpa now. Yeah, I bet. Well, I mean, he's got kids that are full grown adults, so he could yeah. be a grandpa at this point. She's in the performance center. Yeah, we're not going to talk about WWE because they're dickholes. Yeah, so they don't treat people well. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. I was thinking of Ferris Bueller that popped in my brain. That's another one of my favorite movies. Really? Yeah. I've, I I mean, I'm fine with it. It doesn't make me... If I see it on, it's never, a, oh, I need to watch this. Like really? I saw it once and I'm like, oh, that was fine. What's it, What else you got? Who was the director of that? He's a famous director. Uh, is it John Landis or is it Zemeckis? Uh, I don't think it's Zemeckis. I actually thought... Uh, let me see... Ferris, someone at home right now is just going, it's ah, it's this name. John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. yeah, he wrote like a lot of comedy movies. Yeah, I mean, he did a lot of coming of age stuff, but it was a completely different sort of genre compared to Animal House. Yeah. Like his was, it was more introspective. How did we miss National Lampoon Vacation? Um, maybe because I, I don't feel comfortable watching Chevy Chase anymore. Really? Just Let's know see, the kind of person he has always been. Yeah. I'm not, I just can't watch his movies and be like, oh, him being a dick. Mm. <laughs> well, it's, it's just him being him. Yeah. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club's a classic. That one, I just think that's a good movie. Mm. Any way you chalk that up. Because it's got, it runs the gambit of emotions. Uh, weird Science. I don't think I have not seen Weird Science, so I, that's a Val Kilmer movie. I I feel like Val Kilmer could have been the best Batman if there had been a better script for Batman Forever. So I did you ever watch the Val Kilmer doc? No, I haven't, but I heard it's good. It's good. It's I, real good. I, it's really sad where he is right now in life because I always thought he was a very talented actor, but it's you know, just oh, he it. did Home Alone. Landis. Not Val Kilmer. <laughs> Landis. Uh, he, oh man, can you imagine Val Kilmer in Home Alone? What would he play? Ooh. I don't think there's a part for him in that. No, no, not at all. Maybe the dad. Oh, Val Kilmer as the dad would have been very fun. Um, <laughs> he would have been coming off like Iceman at that point. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> that'd be such a weird jump. Went from Iceman to the dad at Home Alone. I'd mm-hmm. want that'd be still be fun. Uh. Back to the Future is another early movie that I think of. Well, the fun thing about some of those comedies in the 80s is they kind of gave you a bit of wonder, too. 
now it feels like things kind of slap you in the face with reality a bit much. I would love for us to get back to that place of wonder some uh, when it comes to comedy. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh, they should reboot Back to the Future and just have Michael J. Fox play the Doc character. Uh, I would love that, but with his Parkinson's, not not so good. But he, if, if you have uh, him play fewer scenes, he has fewer scenes. Maybe. I think, um, I think it would just be really hard for him to it do it. It might be. Uh, I, I, there's things I want, and it's one of those things I can't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, That's man. Early... Yeah, I remember watching that. at uh, So my... At my sister's college, they had, um, my sister listens to this, by the way, my sister Rivka, and uh, so she'll probably remember this. Uh, we went to visit her, at, uh, my sister Christina, at college, East Stroudsburg University in Delaware, and they were playing this in their theater, and I remember watching this, th- just thought, oh man, college is the coolest place. They have movies all the time. What are you looking up? I'm looking up John Landis and what films he did. I mean, I know he did Home Alone. I think he wrote the script for Home Alone. Uh, yeah, there's an interesting documentary, um, Movies That Made Us. Yeah, Netflix. That one's really good. Oh, The Blues Brothers. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Blues Brothers is good. They should have never have done the second one. No. No. No, not at all. Uh, John Belushi makes The Blues Brothers. Yeah, and it, it's not anything at Goodman. And actually, I love Ackroyd. Ackroyd, for me, is my favorite part in it, but... But without Belushi, it hurts. And it's not because of Goodman. It's just the chemistry that's there. Mm-hmm. So, Clue. I'm just naming. Oh, God. Clue. Clue. What, such what, a weird one. The fun thing about Clue, and this is obviously Clue came out in 85. Uh, oh. When it originally released in theaters, you got a random ending. No way. Uh-huh. That's, the, that's fascinating. So when they talk about like, oh, I went and saw Clue. Did you like the ending about blah, blah, blah? And they're like, what? That's no, so, I saw a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think that's a terrible idea, but it's still creative. So, like, it didn't Very work, creative. but I will applaud the attempt 100%. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, yeah, that's a classic for sure. Coming to America. I mean, Eddie Murphy was on fire in the 80s. Oh, yeah. That's another guy, like... Speak up stand-up. Oh, gosh, his stand-up was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I just He was so smart. And, I mean, yeah, he was raunchy as all get-out, but it didn't matter. He was telling her. I love his bit on uh, Bill Cosby. Oh, dear. Like, he was talking about Cosby back then, and he was like, uh, uh, he was talking to Richard Pryor, like, yeah, Bill Cosby said I should stop swearing. Richard Pryor was like, man, fuck him. That guy's weird as fuck. You know, just like, <laughs> that's my attempt at a Richard Pryor. I don't think it was very good, but uh, no, I, would never be able to do that justice. I think Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy probably knew about the weirdness of Bill Cosby way ahead of time. That's another, oh man. The Cosby show was, I think the first sitcom I was allowed to watch. Mm, wholesome I, entertainment. Yeah, but I can't watch it now. Mm. No way could I ever. So you're not a proponent of separating the art from the artists. It's difficult to do that within certain instances. Uh, I think you can do it on in very on, on different instances, but when it comes to a serial rapist, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I just can't watch someone who, during even that show, if you saw a young African American woman on that show who was playing one of his patients or a nurse, he probably did that to her. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of instances of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, uh, there was. Even the a different world, which was a show that was kind of made for Lisa Bonet, mm-hmm. and um, like he made that for her, but he probably also was cherry picking girls there too. Ugh. And so, yeah, I can't really watch it. I do remember also they did a reunion of the Cosby Show, and Lisa Bonet would not show up. I do remember that. Yeah, and they were like all trashing her for not showing up, and I didn't, of course, know anything about that. And I remember thinking, oh, how bad of her to do that. Now, I think she's amazing for sticking up in that regard. Uh, so, yeah, that's just one of those things where I'm like, I can't drop it. I can't do it. I get it. So, And even like with Chevy Chase, he's been one of the biggest jerks in the history of Hollywood and just mm-hmm. gotten away with treating people terribly. Yeah, he is funny. I'll say Bill Cosby is a funny man as well. I'm not going to spend my time watching anything they do considering how they treat other people. Cause it does matter to me how you treat people does 
matter if I'm going to take in your content. I'm not going to support you in any way if right. you're a, if you're a dick. So that's why I can't watch those guys. I get it. So I yeah. get it. I do love Christmas Vacation. That holds a special place in my heart. There's certain times where I've I've watched it and been like, dang, that's just funny. That's oh. just funny. Yeah. The the Christmas tree. Bend over, and I'll show you. It's talking to your wife. It's like, oof, that's pretty funny. But at the same time, it's Chevy. Uh, well, even uh, cousin Eddie, mm, yeah. that guy is a whack job. Oh With, yeah, uh, Randy Quaid. Mm-hmm. Randy. I don't think he is allowed back in the United States. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's a trip. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that goes back to what I said. Comedy can come from a place of darkness. It's a good thing. You're getting out maybe some of that darkness. I think it's helped so many of those comedians to be able to talk about the terrible things that they've been through and gone through. John Mulaney, I think, is a great example. Mm. Talking about his issues with drugs and alcohol. He's like, let's laugh at it, and that can be therapeutic for a time. Hopefully, it's backed up with some therapy and medication over time as well, because that's the only way you're probably going to get through it. Laughing about it on stage might be a good mask for a while, but... It doesn't help all the time. That's why I started the podcast. Hey! Uh, uh, I'm, I'm fine. David Duchovny. God save the queen.